With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 204. We just I just discussed this with my co-host before I we hit record and I've already forgot, but I'm pretty sure it's 204. This year's show, I'm gonna dedicate it to Chris Huggy Bear Barnett, who made or well, made uh, made a lot of new fans last night, probably, if people weren't fans of his already, but he made a lot of people a lot of money as well. Uh, people one half of this podcast, not me. And a lot of people in our uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. So this goes out to Huggy Bear. He, he deserves uh, good things to happen to him after uh, the tragedy he's he's undergone lately. So this goes out to him. Um, like I said, I, I'm the one who did not make money on him because I am Jeff Chalk's Fox, the Chalky better, and I would not take a huge stab at a... It, despite it being a, um, a heavyweight, I did not take a huge stab on him. However, I did include him on the DFS DraftKings article I did write. So I kind of hedged my bet in that, that way. So I kind of was in his corner. So um, if you haven't guessed already, this podcast is going to be uh, wrapping up the wacky event that was UFC 279. Actually, it did eventually go down without a hitch when, when they actually got to the event. It was the lead up that was the issue. But the actual event went down, like I said, went down without a hitch. Uh our picks, not so much. Uh, Gumby squeaked by barely uh, on me, but he only cares about recommended plays. And in that uh, that category, I killed him. So I assume his stance not to change this week. I assume him to um, to not think that he beat me just because he beat me on the overall picks um, because he lost in the recommended plays. So let's see if that is the case. Let's bring him in. We'll call him Gumby Guy because he had a plus 320 and a plus 650 uh, prop bet. It's Daniel Gumby Godreeland. Hello. Oh, okay, so, so many different things that I got to touch so upon. Many. Let, let's let's start with because you gave me a lot to lead in with here. I so sure did. Let, let's start with Chris Huggy Bear Barnett. Uh, first of all, I was hoping you wouldn't dedicate the episode to him, and then I could undedicate the episode to whoever you were planning on going to dedicate it to him. He he gets the next five episodes dedicated to him. Uh, for that, not not just uh cashing a 650 prop for me but also uh like the, maybe the, one of the greatest comebacks of all time like one of the single fight comebacks of all time like they almost stopped doctor stoppage in between rounds eye shut looked like he had something some sort of nerve damage in his mouth he was drinking beers on the way out and i'm like this is lips even work like that, that's crazy um so yeah just like a- amazing performance from him i will say though and i'm not throwing shade at the discord here i will say People weren't super happy when he won by knockout. It sort of felt to me like not a lot of people tailed that bad. No, um, no, it's yeah, true. Yeah, it was, you you weren't out of your mind either. Like, uh, yeah, usually people are all over the place. Like, 
congratulating you and stuff. Yeah, what there wasn't that vibe. You're right. I, I yeah, I, and I, I said like like you know plus six fifty, let's go. And like a, I got the little emojis, and, and I've th- guys, thanks for the emojis, appreciate it. But I, I was waiting, <laughs> I was waiting for like nine different people to send me their like bet slips or something like that, and nobody did. Like I have no bet slips in my my Twitter, so. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe people just really didn't trust me on this one. They thought I had gone off the deep end. But this is the second, second or third uh, plus 600 or better prop that I've cashed this year, which is pretty nice, along with the Jalen Turner sub. And was the Andre Petrovsky sub above 500? Uh, oh, the sub? Uh, well, his normal, his line was what, plus 300? Just him to I win outright? So. I thought it was plus 250. But yeah, the sub had to have been like, it had to have been close to 500, right? And I, because I remember I had it, but I, I can't remember what it was. So, it two or three above plus 500 is is a great uh, year. So I'm pumped about that. Now, to your final point about whether or not I was going to uh, <laughs> change my tune, uh, I'm not going to change my tune. I do think the recommended place is the more important part. I am going to to maybe debate and say like, I don't think you killed me. What what did you like? Um... Was it a 20 buck split? You were minus twenty five bucks and I was up five sixty two, so thirty dollars. Oh, split. thirty bucks a bit. Okay, yeah. so so a decent size one. So if you killed me this week, what did I do to you <laughs> last week then? Because I what sure did I do I to you for the whole season? I'm up two hundred and fifteen bucks on the season for this, that. This so, is come on. this is this is your first win in five weeks. <laughs> it's been a while. It was also a first for Gumby hitting actually hitting the first bet of the night. You actually got that right. I thought you were going to mess up, mush my bet on me, but nope. That was one of many questionable things to happen. Oh, yes. So, you said this this event went off without a hitch. That's true if you don't count the fact that it, this event had judges uh, who were seemingly watching the fights. Yeah. Uh, and also, some, as long as we're being honest, some very wacky finishes. Like, we're going to talk about a couple of them. Some very wacky finishes. So, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a nuts uh, event for sure. Yeah, no, it'll definitely be an event uh, that will be remembered uh, for sure. Because, um, like you said, a lot of things happen. I, I will, in fairness, have to say, like, it's not there wasn't any robberies. There was a lot of, you know, maybe like you said, Ooh, there's one. There was one. I don't know. Every every fight, if if uh, I'm in the on the thinking now that if if it's a close fight, then really it's not a robbery if it goes either way. It it could, it could be against what you what you really think, who who you really think won the fight, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a robbery. The, the my stance on that is if 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 you've got you know MMA decisions in there you know because I you know yep. I love MMA decisions and yep. I love trusted media scores and let's say you have fifteen to twenty people if one or two are on the the actual winning side and there's like fourteen on the the loser side that's a robbery like they they fucked up yeah uh, and, and it's pretty clear because like. You know, one of the ones we'll talk about is the Lion Ace one. I, I didn't think you on Lion Ace one. I, I was pumped when he did. Yep. I didn't think he won. But, like, at the end of the day, you, you could make the argument that, like, you know, he landed the bigger shots and stuff like that. But if, if you look at MMA decisions for that one, there's eight people who scored it for Darian Weeks. And there's seven people who scored it for Lion Ace. So it's seven and eight on a 15-person one. Now, granted, three of the Lion Ace ones are sure dog <laughs> there we go so sure sure dog sure doesn't know how to score a fight terrible actually no i take that back four of the ones on line aces side are sure dog man they just don't get it um 
So, like, you know, if you count every sure dog person as only a half of a person, because that's roughly uh, what they deserve in waiting scoring, uh, you know, like we're, we're talking about, like, it's on Gary and Weeks' side, and it should have gone to Weeks, but it didn't. Have you seen the Rodriguez Jingliang one? Um, yes. I, I thought, yeah, most of it is Jingliang. It's, there's 21 and two have it for oh for was, was it that much okay maybe it wasn't that much when i looked earlier but yeah okay yeah there are 21 people and two of them have it for rodriguez and one of them is notoriously one of the worst scores in history that doesn't have his name attached to sure dog and that's jed Minshew, who like <laughs> you've been called you know, like, out yeah like he, i mean he, his scores are always bad like they're, they're never right so um and and if you look at the fan scoring like round one 82 percent for jing leong round two 87% for Jing Leong. Round three, 40% for Jing Leong. Like, he could have won the, the third round closer than Rodriguez won either of the other two. So, yeah, I, I think that one was a robbery. If we're talking robberies, that one's a robbery. And you can guess what side Dan was on with this pick because he was talking about robberies there, right? I, I was celebrating it already. I was already celebrating it. I was like, <laughs> sweet, catch that ticket. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it was a robbery, but I thought the wrong man won won the fight. So I, I will give you that for sure. Um. But like I said, I don't think there was any there's too many robberies on the night, but we'll, we'll actually break down the whole event. I'm going to I want to tell you about some of our, our awesome sponsors that let us keep pumping out the uh, if I once I get the, the page up here, once that lets us keep pumping out the episodes for you, including our our emergency bonus episode. That was our last one. Thanks, everyone, for uh, the kind words. Seems it was it was well received. So um, we get to do that stuff. Thanks to people like Win. thinking of joining WinBet. Now it's the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get $100 free. Bet perfect for kicking off the NFL season, which just kicked off. Just kicked off. It's actually kicking off right now as we speak as well. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks, 1000 bucks. They also have their first quarterback to throw five touchdowns bets. Has that happened yet? Have we? Do we have a five touchdown person yet, Dan? Uh, I don't Let believe you know so, but I do okay. believe at time of recording here, uh, Patrick Mahomes is well on his way to doing it. I believe uh, he's got oh. he's got three at the half, so I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't get two at the second half. And Gummy knows that because he is on his fantasy team, correct? That, that is correct. All right, there's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 sports bureau we're also sponsored by that very prestigious company football fans the nfl regular season is finally here and as week one kicks off and you get ready to place your bets or lock in your fantasy team you need to check out the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB that has everything you need to get a competitive advantage. Elias, as, as I go through puberty here, Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. The Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats head-to-head team comparisons and Elias key insights from the renowned research team. This app really is your one-stop source for player news and league validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting fantasy lineups each week and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and coworkers. And new features are available all the time, like player injury analysis and player impact reports, which can be huge when it comes to betting and fantasy tournaments. Elias is the most respected research team in the industry. Quality information is key, so I'm glad they created this app for accurate data and important context. NFL season is here, so don't wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. 
And right now, I have a special offer when you subscribe. Me, I personally have this offer for you. Get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use my code SGPN. You're welcome for me. Finalized game plan sports betting in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Or I guess it's just called Play Store, excuse me, today. And use my promo code SGPN. Not Gumby's, mine, right? I, I believe it's yours, judging it's by the way that the ad is written. But the ad is, yes, I, it's mine. No. I, I, don't read, I don't read those ads. Ads are not written. Ads come from my heart. And they're not ads. They're, they're sponsored. They're, I just tell you my my uh, feelings on these sponsors. All right. Let's break down last night's UFC 279. Like I said, an event we will never forget. Unfortunately, I don't see the Crypto.com bonuses, Dan. Have you seen those yet? Have they been released yet? You know, I it's that makes Dan so a, mad. It's just not a thing I look for. But while we're on bonuses, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shit on some bonuses real quick if you'd like me to. Um, okay. The actual bonuses are horseshit. How how in the world does Huggy Bear not win a bonus or a fight of the night? Miss weight, so he he wasn't he wasn't uh, qualified. Does that they they said they're gonna take weight. care of him, quote unquote, he, take care of him. They better take care of him. He's a national treasure. Yes. <laughs> He sure is. So yes, is that the only issue you had? And I, I debunked your uh, your issue right away with it. Well, well, even if if you have that stance where you're like, oh, he missed weight. Like first of all, heavyweight missed weight. I don't even care. Second of all, uh, you know, let him weigh what he wants to weigh. Uh, but I do think you probably gypped uh, Jake Collier on that one then, because that was an exciting ass fight. Uh, yeah, sometimes they, they give like the 100 grand to to the other person, but yeah, they weren't feeling that uh, that's um, generous tonight. Yeah, I, I mentioned the crypto because it always makes Dan super angry. Um, USC 278, it was Paulo Costa, Kamaro Usman, and Jose Aldo. Sure, sure, why not? Yeah, uh, obviously they were the three greatest performers. Uh, two out of three of them lost, right? And uh, the other one uh, almost got beat by Luke Rockhold. So obviously they're the ones that the fans should vote for, right? Yeah, well, it's it's that. Oh, I don't know if it still works this way, but originally the voting opened before the event started. So like, yes, <laughs> I mean, like, what what is the point of that? Funny. All right. Um, quickly, are you on board with the uh, conspiracy theory that all the nonsense was all set up by the UFC, Dan? Yeah. E- either to goose pay per view sales or because pay per view sales weren't going well. It was all a bait and switch. The whole thing was set up. No, because uh, I think the <laughs> the biggest problem with what they did here is that e- even if this sold more pay-per-views, which it, it, it might have, I have no idea what it sold. Even if it sold more pay-per-views, in terms of future value and what these fights added for fighters who are going to stay on the contracts and what it added for people who are now leaving to go elsewhere, th- this is not a good night for them, right? No. Like, like Kamzat should have come out of here the the guy hero perfect for a title shot a hero tons of publicity he had booed out of the yeah. stadium he gave like he gave some kind of like colby covington ass post-fight interview like it, it was brutal man like he I, I i can't imagine somebody whose stock fell off more than his and nate's stock went through the roof uh um, yeah it's true so, yeah I, I don't think it played out the way that they wanted to at the end of the day so if, if this was choreographed or or pre-planned uh it was poorly done see gumby is your voice of reason everyone um people just love to try to find conspiracies though so um anyhow um i, I don't see one here either because it probably was a huge headache for the ufc what they had to had to deal with there and obviously always the most 
simple. I can't remember what it's called, but the most simplest uh, answer is usually the correct answer. So. Is that Occam's Razor? Yes, Occam's Razor. Thank you. And gotcha. that that yeah, you're so smart. And um, Occam's Razor would say that Chimayev just missed weight. That is the most uh, reasonable thing that happened. Is people do miss weight. Um, he missed weight by a lot, but nonetheless, we got a main event. Actually, dream matchup. We didn't, they didn't get to hype it up for, which is probably good because Tony Ferguson does not do well when, when fights are hyped up for a while. Something bad befalls him. So, something bad did befall him last night. Actually, um, he got submitted, guillotine choked by Nate Diaz, 2:52 into the fourth round. Even though the announcers were making it sound like Ferguson was was amazing and he was he was doing a fantastic job, like he's he's still a shot fighter. He didn't get knocked out, but. He still has lost what five straight now or something like that, and he got beat by a well over well past his prime Nate Diaz. He didn't just get beat; he got finished by him. So, um, and he was doing weird things in the cage, which both of them, I guess, were doing weird things. But Diaz, I had at plus 145, which surprised a lot of people, but uh, I came through for me on this one and salvaged my night a little bit, made it a little, little more palatable. Yeah, I th- this was the fight I think I needed to help give over Tony Ferguson and realize that he is shot. Uh, I think he showed glimpses of good things in pretty much all of his other fights, and in this one, I, yeah. I don't think he did. Um, and I don't know if it's the switch to Jackson Wink, the switch in opponents. Were they in his corner? Sorry to interrupt. Were they even in his corner, Jackson? I, I, did I heard rec- voices I didn't recognize. I didn't recognize the people in his corner. Okay. Uh, Jackson Wink, to my knowledge, has like 70 different locations or some shit. Yeah, that's true. So like, it, it could have been any of them or it could have been like, you know, one of the trainers maybe we don't know from there or like whatever. But, um, you know, like I, I know that that's where he was doing his training camp and – or at least his training camp for Lee Jing Leong. And, like, he got a very different fighter, so that's obviously some of it. But, like, I, I was just – part of what made Tony Ferguson good for so long was that he was, like, like aggressive beyond his, you know, like, what's probably good for him. And yeah. it wasn't even that, was he? he he's just kind of, like, complacently no. getting beat up. Um, yeah, and being weird and – when that, continuously anytime, turning his back, like, stuff that wasn't working for him, he kept doing. Yeah, and anytime he did hit Nate – Nate would do one of those like weird lean against the cage like he was tired and, and Tony yeah. was like oh, all right man I'll go over here uh yeah like, that, that was working yeah like Nate was doing weird things but it was in his advantage like yeah. he, he was like doing stuff like that because he was hurt and he wasn't didn't want people to know he was hurt it was was what my theory on it so he would you know walk around or act you know pose or do something and, and then voila you're you're off the hook for a bit yeah, I, I don't know if he was hurt or, like, tired or yeah. some combination of the two. But, yeah, like, he, he just kept, like, basically calling timeout in the fight. And correct me he if I'm him. wrong. Yeah, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, it feels like old Tony Ferguson wouldn't have allowed that. Old Tony no. Ferguson would have just ran in there like a crazy man and thrown three elbows in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's not just his chin. That that's gone. Um, I wasn't expecting Nate Diaz to, to knock him out. If he if he did knock him out, then that would have been like the ultimate a kiss of death. But yeah, um, now the guy looked particularly well, and particularly good in that fight. Yeah, and and I, I would say neither looked particularly good if you're like breaking down like whether or not you would pick him in a future fight. But like right. Nate comes out of this looking amazing. Like yeah, Nate he... Nate comes out of this selling boxing pay per views now. Um, yep. Against whoever he wants or wherever he wants. Was, did you find it interesting? I, I don't know if you listen to the post-fight interviews because sometimes you don't. But no, I didn't last night. I was in a hurry, so no. He, he said he was 
He said he was just dipping out of the UFC for a bit and he'd be Yeah. Back. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. That's that's weird because I don't, I don't He's a weird guy, Dan. He's a weird, weird guy. Works, but it does sound like he's leaving for a couple of boxing matches, probably. I bet you he's going to make life-changing money doing that. And, you know, as long as he doesn't, like, disgrace himself, like if he goes in there and just starts as a Paul brother or something like that, and uh, then then the UFC wants him back, he probably still has value. And, you know, Dana, he'll, he'll snatch up anybody who could potentially sell tickets. Yeah, everybody thinks they're going to boxing, though, so who knows? Uh, one of the Paul brothers, what um, Jake, I guess, is fighting Anderson Silva, and what if Anderson Silva starts him? That's it. Seems like these the air has come out of the the Paul brothers boxing bubble a bit. Like I don't think they're selling like they were. So everyone with their dreams of making riches in boxing um, may have to pump the brakes a bit. Even yeah. though Nate Diaz does, he does have the name. So I, I he, think so, but but I I think like it only takes like one or two more viral knockouts or big wins over like actual boxer types. Like if, and I don't know the difference between the Paul brothers, I'm not going to take the time to learn. No. Uh, so like whatever one is fighting Anderson Silva, uh, if he, if he went out and knocked out Anderson Silva, like pretty much nobody other than Chris Weidman, when he was clowning has like, yeah, that luster comes right back. He starts selling better again. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say i would say right it's not the cell that it was before but it's uh i think it's still there to an extent and the the good people the good people at uh severe mma i was listening i didn't hear all their podcasts this morning but they, they were floating the the long uh rumored ferguson versus mcgregor uh fight and if if that's still a doable thing now um it shouldn't be that's for sure yeah well i would say this too um it, I, i've heard a lot of things about connor getting out of his ufc contract too yeah uh because uh, I can't remember who posted it. It might have been that John Nash guy who does a really good job of, like, digging into the UFC's financials. But his all of his contracts have, like, a three-year sunset clause on them. Yep. And he's now not fought two years since the first fight on it. Like, in uh, theory, yeah. he could just be out of it next summer. It, in uh, You know, I know somebody did a deep dive on the Utah, USADA testing pool. He hasn't been tested in years, so it's like – He's not even trying to get fights or anything like that. So yeah, is he? Is he? Does that mean he's not in the pool then? Is I he, I, uh, I assume that that's what that means. Yeah, because you would get tested regardless. I thought you would think if so. You, if you're in the pool, you get tested. So okay, yeah. interesting, interesting. Uh, and yeah, we're we're talking about washed up fighters. We're probably wasting too much time on washed up fighters, right, Dan? Uh, I mean, there's there's a couple. That's what the event was all about, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what the main event at least was all about. All right, so not much. Tony Ferguson can retire. Nate Diaz can can uh retire as well if he likes both legends that they can they can go away that's quite all right we don't need to see them in the octagon again what we do need to see more of though is fubo tv if you watch football you need to you need fubo tv fubo tv gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with the nfl red zone plus games in 4k at no extra charge i think they're talking about the american style football where they throw it and not kick it over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable watching all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus there's no contract. No, man, I'm sounding like that teenage kid from the Simpsons that, you know, the, the, uh, the uh, kid in, uh, going through puberty that's in, uh, it's always has various jobs in, in Springfield. I sound like him. My voice. Yeah, I, I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, sir, you can't go in there. Stuff like that. Homer pushes past him. Uh, all right. Plus there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time right now. You can, 
Try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. I didn't fumble over that because that kid does not have a name. So I did have to describe him. Um, he does not have a name despite being in the show constantly. All right, promoguide.us, they have a name. For all you sports bettors out there, I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called promoguide.us. At promoguide.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country. We're talking about 1,000 risk-free deposits, $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odds boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business, plus tons of free picks as well. Promoguide.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguide.us. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine, as does the SGPN crew. It's a game changer product like anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. They have over-unders integrated right into fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, Patrick Mahomes, we just mentioned him, is your starting fantasy quarterback. Not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you are also confident that Mahomes is going to hit the his over 250 passing yards line. He probably hit that already today, didn't he? They're five minutes into the third quarter. He's got 289. Well, there you go. <laughs> we told you for weeks that was a good bet, if if they actually were having that bet on uh, Sleeper. But anyhow, if you do pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now. You can download it while you listen to us so you don't have to stop what you're doing technically. To play their new over-under game, have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match of your first on your first deposit. Uh, yeah, 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 Jeff. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I'm distracted because I'm going down to the wire in both my fantasy baseball leagues. It's like neck and neck in both my leagues. It's very stressful, Dan. How about you? Uh, I So my, my fantasy baseball league only allows four teams to make the playoffs. So ah. we're a week away right okay. now. Okay, gotcha. So I'm just, I'm, I'm closing out. I'm closing out my number one seed this week uh, before I move on. So. Listen to this guy. And I don't think I mentioned before, we do have a brand new fantasy baseball podcast on the SGPN network. So make sure they don't have their own feed right now. So they are in the main SGPN feed, the fantasy baseball podcast. Two episodes in. Make sure you check that out. I am playing one of the hosts, Ryan, Baby Draft Gilbert this week. And we're, we're sweating this one out. Um, all right. This the second fight on the night was not a sweat at all. Um, at a catch weight of 180 pounds, Kamzat Chimayev, to a court rain of boos, uh, destroyed Kevin Holland. Submission Dars Choke, 213 in the first round. Um, Chimayev is, we had him at what? We had got him minus 400, which we thought was a steal at the time, and it was in the end. Um, plus, there was a bunch of other prop, like first round prop bets and stuff for steals as well. Someone nailed a bunch of those, didn't they? Was it Chimayev that a guy in our slag? No. No, it was it was another. Uh, no, it was the Johnny Walker. It was Johnny uh, Walker. Yeah, we'll talk about that soon. Yeah, the Johnny yes. Walker sub prop. And I'm gonna pull up who it was because I. Yeah, I'm we'll crazy. talk about that in a minute. But Chimaev. Yeah, Chimaev is just uh, he's a, he's a beast. He's he's a different kind of animal. Um, this is the is type. Is he though? Is he though? Like, don't. Get okay, me wrong. go. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a win over Kevin Holland, but it's a win over Kevin Holland, a guy who is notorious for sucking against grapplers, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like so much so that he stuffed a takedown one time in the cage 
and turned to his coach and was like, hey, coach, look. Uh, and like, like it was like the coolest thing he had ever done. Uh, and so like, no, he, he's terrible on the ground. Marvin Vittori exploited him. Derek Brunson exploited him. Kyle Dawkins was in the process of exploiting him on the mat. And like, I mean, even go deeper than that. Like, even if you don't want to just talk about the ones that have happened recently, Jacare was en route to dominating him on the mat before he won um, by like the weirdest knockout ever. Uh, Brendan Allen did take him down and subbed him. Tiago Santos out grappled him at one point in time. Like this is a guy who's not particularly good at grappling. And on short notice, you took him away from fighting a striker and gave him, you know, a good grappler. And I'm going to say, I, I, I'm not, I'm not out here saying that Kamzat's not a good grappler. I, I do think he's good, but like everybody like looking at him being like, this was a beast performance. Or this is, this shows how good he, this doesn't show us a fucking thing about him. This, Whoa. Shows, me, this shows me less than the Lee Jing Leong fight. Like at least Lee Whoa. Jing Leong had like a real fucking camp for it. Is this not the best? No, he's not. I was going to say the best Friday's fight, but no, it is not. He fought, uh, he fought um, Gilbert, Gilbert Burns. Burns last fight, yeah. yeah. All right, and, so. and he looked and he looked like a crappy grappler in that one, and he, like he was scared to go to the mat with Gilbert Burns. Yeah, it's true. All right, so what are you what are you doing with him next, Dan? I heard a really good one. It was it, once again. It was the uh, I will give credit to to my source. It was the Sphere MMA podcast. Their idea is Kamzat versus Robert Whitaker for number one contender fight. Wouldn't that be delicious? I mean, if he's going to go up to 85, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I would give him Robert Whitaker right away. Like, I, I'd be interested if he if he could beat somebody like Paulo Costa. Um, I, I mean, like, if, if you want me to put on my cruel hat and, and force this guy to fight somebody who would be a terrible matchup for him, I'd love to see him fight Andre Muniz. I, I think Andre Muniz would put it to him. Oh, interesting. As long, as long as we're being honest. Um, yeah, that's so interesting. Like if he's, he's going to go up to 85, that's my pick. If he's going to stay down at, at 170, which I, I, I think is – I mean, like, he just has to make up his mind. I don't like seeing him bounce between divisions. But if he stays at 170, give him the winner of Bilal and, and Sean Brady. When that fight rolls around, whoever wins that one, that's got Kamzat's name written all over him. All right, but the boss says he wants him at middleweight, but the boss says lots of things, so – yeah, well, and, and if we're going to go him to middleweight, that's fine, too. Uh, maybe give him Mad Marvin if you want him near the top of the division. But if you don't care if he's at the top of the division or the bottom, uh, I, I would love to see him fight Andre Muniz. Okay, there you go. Um, let's move on to the next fight, shall we? We both hit that one, right? I, I uh, hit the top four fights, so that, that kind of saved my night a bit. Next one, uh, we kind of already talked about it already. Uh, Dan got it wrong. Contentious decision. Uh, D-Rod. Uh, Rodriguez beat Li Jingliang. I had Rodriguez at minus 138. Not the greatest of fights um, and a very close one. And I thought I had lost it. I don't know if there's really much we can take or say about this fight that we haven't already. No, it, it was a, it was a bad decision, I believe. Yeah. Um, but like one that happened nevertheless. My, my favorite part about this is that uh None of the judges agreed on on e- even the ones who did pick Daniel Rodriguez. Yeah, they yeah, I saw that. They didn't yep. agree on the rounds to give him. So, like, <laughs> yep. so like two different judges gave Daniel Rodriguez the first. Uh, which, by the way, of all of the rounds that that the guy who picked Lee Jing Leong to win could have given Daniel Rodriguez, that one seems weird to me. Um, but two of them gave him the first, two of them gave him the second, and one of them gave him the third. Uh, so like none of the judges could figure out what to do about those rounds and. 
don't get me wrong, they were close. But, like, I felt like they were close, and you were like, ah, D-Rod just needed to land three more punches, and he could have won that round. Uh, but he lost it. And then, you know, like, then this happened. So, yeah, in, insanity to me. Yep. Yep. It was. It was. All right. What was the another catchweight fight? Hey, how about another catchweight fight, Dan? Uh, this one was set up uh, ahead of time. Was it Chase on that one in the 140? That's what people were saying. I, I was assuming it was Aldana because she always seemed to have issues making weight. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that they I ever, don't think we ever heard it. Right? It could have just been like backstage. They're like, hey, do you want to cut this shit out? Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah. So Shaysan has missed weight a couple of times. Right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, in a yep. row. So, yeah, she's missed weight a couple of times in a row. And as you mentioned, Aldana has missed weight yep. once. Uh, so, yeah, they both missed weight in their last fights. And, and Shaysan missed it twice. So, like, maybe it was just let's let's do this so that we don't uh, embarrass ourselves yeah exactly so i um uh, the fight qu- quite a good fight very good scrap shisan was was Weirdest uh, in history yes miss shisan was accounting well for herself um until um aldana on the bottom uh on in a grappling exchange up kicked shisan into the liver and shot her down 221 was it, an was it, it was kind of more of an axe kick wasn't yeah, it yeah 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 because she kind of put her heel into it you're right yeah weird as all hell yeah. she uh, says she practices it she didn't come right out and saying like it was planned but she she claimed that that's something they practice all the time which is a good that, thing to say <laughs> that's, that's that's fucking wild if um if not if it's not true uh then just like good for her for making it look like she did this on purpose and wasn't just flailing her legs wildly because that's what yeah. i originally had thought happened <laughs> this is wild too, because Macy Shaysan was going to win this fight. Yeah, it, it yeah, because like, she, she was going to win that last round. Yeah, yeah, she, it was one to one. Everybody agreed. Yep. Eldana first, Shaysan second, and she had scored that takedown and was getting work done on the mat. Like, dude, I, I, she was two minutes and forty, two minutes and forty seconds, just about away from winning that fight. Yep, it was, uh, it, it was a, a very good fight though, um, to say the least. So Aldana won that. And then the opener, light heavyweights. Oh, I had, we both had Aldana, didn't we not? We had her for a good number too. A minus, it was like minus 180. So pretty decent. That's, number. that's one I don't feel good about though. Yeah. I don't feel good about that one at all. At we will take day. it, Dan. We will take yeah, it. I, I'll take it, but I, I don't feel good about it. <laughs> um, Is she going to get a title shot? She being Aldana at either at featherweight or bantamweight? Off of that, I really <laughs> think she shouldn't. Yeah. But who else is there going to be, Dan? I mean, maybe Vieta. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But didn't she beat her already, though? Uh, she that did doesn't way, mean, way mean back anything, when. It, but... it wasn't recent that she beat Ketlin Vieta. That that fight took place in December of 2019, I'm looking at right now. So it's been a little while. And, like, you know, Ketlin Vieta in the last, you know, calendar, you know, like last 12 months, is only 2-0, and but their wins over Misha Tate and Holly Holm. That, that feels like it holds more weight than, like, losing a fight to Macy Chason at a catch weight that you accidentally won by flailing your legs. Like, yeah. I, I think Ketlin Vieta is probably the right move here. And then we, we whiffed on the opener. Uh, someone in our Discord did not whiff on it. Johnny Walker, submission, rear naked choke, 437 to the first round. So, apparently, Johnny Walker is a wrestler now. And he wasn't just, like, Young Kudalaba is supposed to be a decent wrestler. Um, He's a good wrestler. Yeah. but He's a really Johnny, good so, wrestler. He out-wrestled Dustin Jacoby. I know. Uh, I don't want to say he's a good wrestler after that, though. That's the thing. Um, <laughs> so we still don't know if Johnny Walker's good. but that, this, is TH, this is THC-free Johnny Walker. He's great. He's, <laughs> it's he's true. A, I he's told a you champ. about that. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah i don't know what to make of that this this one really annoyed me really yeah. made me angry shout out to um to steven glansberg steven fucking glansberg uh, <laughs> yes yes might have to, eater. yeah he might have to eat dessert all by himself at yeah. lunch uh but he can buy as much dessert as he wants uh by hitting johnny walker Plus twelve hundred sub props, yep. uh, along with the round one prop and the straight up Johnny Walker bet. Um, wild wildness uh, yep. that I will never understand because I couldn't have seen this coming in a million years. Uh, incredible yeah. performance by Johnny Walker. Good for him. And like maybe we just need to see him be weird forever and just perplex us. Maybe um, maybe that's what I need. He's he's slowly falling into. Michael Johnson territory for me. I'm not sure I've ever predicted a Michael Johnson fight right. Oh, and okay. It's starting to feel that way with Johnny Walker. It's almost like he's Canadian. Yeah. Although, is it? Did Johnny Walker train in Canada for like a minute? Yeah. The, yes, he, he was a TriStar. That's right. I, I knew there was some sort of, um, yeah, I had a feeling there was some sort of a connection there. But yes, you're right. You are right, sir, as you yeah. always are. So. And, and, and as you mentioned, nothing really to say about him. Just, uh, just wow yeah um all right so for the main card i went what four and one which really helped me dan went three nope two and three very poor of you dan poor poor job it should have been both three and two just (laughs) brighter days are ahead for gumby after i tell you about our last of our sponsors on this here episode run your pool run your pool is the home of competition bringing sports fans and their social circles together to meet connect uh to connect yeah that's a word in there connect compete that's another word in there and make every game matter more so they're there for you to compete connect and make every game matter more there you go run your pool offers every game type under the sun from pick'em and survivor to fantasy pools it's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable customizable features that you don't get anywhere else we've teamed with ryp to host a pool for our official sgpn nfl survivor contest i'm not sure if we can still play that or not but you can Hop in and check anyhow. If you win, 500 bucks cash plus a $250 gift certificate to our store, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Get in there and buy MMA Gambling Podcast gear. Sign up today if you're still allowed to at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. And finally, Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for your game day bets. Okay. We are going to the prelims. Another catch weight because Hakeem Dawadu missed weight, and we decided that. We were going to pick him anyhow, and it bit us. Julian Arosa continues to soar. I think he's 5-1 since he's been re-signed for the second time. This is his third run in the UFC. He unanimous decisioned Akeem Dawadu in a fight that was not close. Three rounds to none across the board. We missed on this one. And Dan is on mute. Awesome. Sorry, That's I was so on, fun. sorry, I was That's on amazing. Ah, damn. Um, got you again. Damn it. Uh, I was just trying to not to let my chair creak like it did last oh, time. Oh, it uh, that doesn't bother me. Um, anyway, um, to my point that I was making to myself a second ago. <laughs> um, yes. I, when we talk about uh, guys who missed weight uh, for fights, 
I'm generally not the type of person who's like, yo, we got to completely change our thinking on this fight. This, this is a guy who, you know, like, we can't trust anymore. But, like, it did really seem to bother Hakeem Dawado, right? Like, he, Something's he going looked, on. He, he looked really slow. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, Arosa is a good striker, um, but he ain't that much better than Hakeem Dawado. Even if he's better, like, he, you know, I'm not taking the win away from him. I'm not saying he didn't deserve to win. You know, he 30-27 him across the board. I'm not taking the win away from him, but he shouldn't look that much better than a guy like Hakeem Dawado who's, like, gone out, you know, and, and beat the shit out of, like, Mike Trezano or, like, you know, beat Julio Arce or, like, you know, th- threw hands with Kyle Bochniak. Like, he's a guy who's, like, looked really good on the feet his whole career, and suddenly he looked ridiculously slow. Yep. It was interesting. Um, but, yeah, Juicy J. Amazing. Amazing. Um, biggest can, win could, of his career. And you can put the uh, Top Turtle MMA stink uh, comments <laughs> to bed because that yep. guy chatted with me and looked uh, the best he's ever looked at his whole damn life. This man looked as dominant as ever. Jelton Almeida, catchweight, 220 pounds, destroyed the pleasure man. Um, Anton Tricali, uh, submission rear naked. Look at choke. you learning. I, it took me a second to remember. A 427 into the first round. Looked like Almeida could have made your, your knockout uh, prop bet come through, but he decided he didn't want to really throw punches. He wanted to grapple, and that's what he did. Yeah, he threw a couple of punches to open up the rear naked choke, yep. uh, and that was it. Um, yeah, he, he clearly had an agenda, was going in there for the sub, got it. Um, not much to say here. Short notice opponent, still can't wait to see him fight a top 10 guy like he was supposed to have fought in the first place here. Yep, so heavyweight, you think, is going to be the, the home for him? I mean, I actually think he's a better bet at 205. Like, I, I think yeah. his style right now would not be fun for for Yuri Prohoshka, and I know I'm, like, jumping the gun on that, but, like, that is a tough style for Yuri Prohoshka to fight because, like, we saw Yuri have trouble with Glover, who is a good grappler, but is also 42 and kind of slow. Could you imagine if he was fighting an explosive, in-shape 205er in the prime of his career who had – I'm not going to say the same grappling skills because Glover's a legend, but, like, similar grappling skills? Like, nah, I, I, dude, like, I think he'd already be a problem for Yuri – with that being said, if they want him up at heavyweight, if he wants to not cut weight and stuff like that, there's a lot of dudes he's going to do damage to up there. So, you know, let him let him fight wherever he wants. Exactly. Just just keep running him out as soon as possible. Um, now, uh, a loss. Um, Dennis Tui Louie Lin looked fantastic at middleweight against Jamie Pickett. Uh, d- doesn't matter what weight class it was. I just threw the middleweight in there. Uh, TKO knees and punches, 452 into the second round. Pickett kind of just uh, decided... Uh, he was done there. Yeah. Um, yep. he, he just pretty much gave up. Uh, he probably was hurt, but he decided not to defend at that point because he was getting dominated the whole fight. We did not see this coming. Yeah, he, he didn't really move forward in the way that I thought he was going to. And I, I'm kind of surprised at how bad his wrestling looked because Toy and you know, despite being a guy from Russia, is, is not really known for his grappling. And, and Jamie Pickett's got a little in there, and I thought maybe he could get that going. He did not. Um I would say, uh, you know, this is one of those ones where you could fire Jamie Pickett if you'd like, and uh, I'll just auto fade Den- Dennis Toyloyland from now on because I don't, I don't particularly think he's very good. That's right. We haven't fired anyone yet, so that's that's who you're firing. Well, we made uh, a couple people retire, but okay. Yeah, I think yeah, nobody else deserves to be fired yet. Okay. <laughs> yet, let's see. Let's move on. Jake Collier, are we gonna fire him because he no. screwed screw me out of this uh, catchweight fight, Chris Barnett. Uh, Huggy Bear came through 
Uh, TKO punches 224 into the second round. The fight could have could have been stopped in the first by the ref, but he was he was could've, doing his Herb Dean in between the first and second yep. by the the doctors. We had a Herb Dean co- cosplayer in the fir- in in the referee. What Mark Smith is that his name? Mark. Yeah. yeah, it was okay. Yeah, he's not the greatest. Anyhow, I love Mark Smith. He's my favorite. Get, fine, you would because Dan hit Barnett plus 320. Dan hit Barnett KO plus 650. This is the reason why you don't bet on minus 400 um, heavyweights. Fat guys. Yeah, fat guys is right. Almeida was minus 659. I had no problem betting on him. I did pick Collier, but I wasn't, this wasn't a recommended play by any means. So I don't know what to say. Huggy Bear is a a fun guy. Um, Don't know. uh, Don't think there's much of a ceiling there, but nonetheless, fun fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not under any assumption that we're going to see him like in the the top 15 or anything like that. The guy's 5'9", 267. That is one of the wildest builds for MMA ever. But my God, dude, like, good takedown defense like the takedown defense won on the fight and then yeah. also let's be honest too good top control like he rolled like with with jake collier multiple times jake collier tried to like sweep underneath his leg and he like has great flexibility in his hips that really helped keep him on top like again i don't think he's a world beater i don't think he's even a top 15 guy at some point in time but like a guy we should have around all the time for exactly this reason Yep, we do need fun people in there. So we had it. Um, other fight, next fight, not as fun, but we had it. Uh, Norma Dumont, unanimous decision. She she basically ran through Danielle Wolf. 30-27, 30-27, 30 Wolf, uh, to be fair, she did not look like someone who's only had one pro MMA fight. Um, no, she looked was like just... somebody who had, had two, maybe three. <laughs> Dumont, look, Dumont was too good. On the feet and on the ground, we had her at minus 400. Um, so I guess... The, if hmm. the thing you're good at the thing you're good at, the thing you are good at is boxing, and you're being outboxed by Norman yeah. Dumont. But yeah. you're, you're not that good at martial arts. Like oh, sick burn. She has, she has no ground game to speak of. Yeah. You know, like she was throwing kicks out, but seemingly with like no idea how, how far she was away from Norma Dumont. Yeah, like if you're you're telling me uh, Jamie Pickett's firing one, and and he might be, I have to go back and look at how many losses in a row that is for Jamie Pickett. Um, that's four out of six. That's not good. Um, but uh, I, I'm down for telling Danielle Wolf she's got to go fight for LFA a few times or something. Like yeah, she, she, she ain't ready. No, it's true. But uh, she got thrown in pretty deep, though. Um, but there is there's no shallow end in featherweight. There's there's no deep end as, actually as well. It's just a waiting pool. Barely even that. It's a puddle. Yeah, and, and if you if you had a full division and you could have thrown her to the the lightest one, like cool. But like I, I don't know, man. Like she just doesn't seem like she belongs in there. Um, let me see. Who do we have next? Alahang Alatang Haley definitely belongs in there. He battered Chad and Helliger, um, had him on skates a couple times, unanimous decision, three rounds to none. We were going on uh, the underdog Canadian here. It did not pay off in this fight. Yeah, I thought Ian Helliger was going to be a little bit more elusive. He wasn't. Uh, and I think he was just telegraphing that he really wanted to throw that right hand. And at the end of the day, like, highly clearly had that scouted. So, uh, yep. you know, just a, a bad read overall. Yep. Um, Elise Reed battered uh, on the feet. Melissa Martinez, she she uh, knocked her down once. Uh, one, two rounds to one, 29-28 across the board. We got this one wrong as well. Yeah, I thought Martinez was going to wrestle a little more too. Uh, yeah. Because while the, she is a striker and, and the, 
The broadcast kept talking about how she's a striker. She has used a lot of wrestling in her previous fights. She does have pretty good top position. And Elise Reed has, like, a notable problem there. But every time she got into the clinch, she seemed, like, undersized. Uh, Melissa Martinez did. So Yeah, she did look yeah. small, yeah. I, I don't I don't know what that ultimately means for her. Yeah. And then the opener, Johan Lainese, we, we, we were gifted. A split decision victory, 29-28, 28-29, 29-28 over Darian Weeks. Are we going to fire him? That's three straight losses for him, Dan. 0-3 yeah. in the UFC. I really like Darian Weeks, but ultimately yeah. I think he came to the UFC too fast. Um, yeah. But like he, I think he's got a lot of potential, and, and he's a guy who's clearly got a, a nice physical makeup. That, but like I don't know if you remember this. He was supposed to have fought on Contender Series. Um way back in, in 2021. He was actually supposed to be the the headliner of the first week of last year's Contender Series. And uh, he got pulled due to COVID. Um, him or his cornerman got COVID. And then he was supposed to fight Josh Quinlan. Quinlan wound up fighting somebody else. I think Quinlan would have beat him at the end of the day. Um, and then he just gets hired to fight on short notice when they need somebody three months later. And it's Brian Barbarana, Ian Gary, Johan Lainez. Lainez is the one he should have been able to beat. And so, like, I, I get them giving him a third shot. But, like, you know, you, you said we were gifted one here. This is way less of a gift than the one you got with D-Rod. Because yeah. at, at the end of the day, like, yes, Johan Lainez landed 24 punches in 15 minutes. Which is, by the way, just, it's absurd to say out loud. Yeah. every single one he landed, like, hit. Darian yes like yes in anything Darian we Darian Weeks just didn't put anything on his shots he didn't commit to anything um and, and like I ultimately I think that cost him the fight for two of those judges so yeah he it, it's probably time for him to go all right there we go we fired people for you so bonuses no fight of the night Nate Diaz Irene E Aldana Johnny Walker and Jilton Almeida all one performance of the night bonuses of 50k to them uh for the picks I ended up going seven and six because I always end up um with a positive record somehow but i did lose 153.81 so i hit a couple of dogs which did save me dan went six and seven but he lo- lost less he lost 151 <laughs> 151.27 so on the year i'm at 66 percent dan's at 58 percent. i am up 934 bucks dan is down 2800 dollars that's okay Ooh, plenty time. of time left time. um recommended plays dan lawson and helliger hit barnett ko hit gelatin ko no, he didn't hit Jelton KO. I think uh, he lost in Jelton KO, and he lost on. Actually, I think I gave you more credit than I should have here, Dan. Um, oh, I, I went one and three, and I lost went, twenty-five what, yeah. bucks. I had you two and two listed, but yeah, one and three lost twenty-five bucks. I went two and one because I had Chimaev, I had Aldana, and then I lost in Dawadu. Um, so I messed up. Dan is now under five hundred, fifty-six and fifty-eight. Dan, come on, man. Um, which is, I mean, what's what's the percentage there, Dan? 56, 56 and 50. 49%. 49%. Yeah, uh, he's down 111 bucks. I am at 65 and 40, 62%, up 106. So there you go. I 111, am 111 bucks is very doable, though. All right. But you got to get ahead of me, though, or you get face tattoo, remember? So there you go. Well, you um, never got your face tattoo last year? Did I win recommended plays last year? Uh, I don't know about that. That may be revisionist history. Or no, 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 because we split last year. You won the regular ones, and I okay. won the, the recommended plays. Okay, right. So I, now I now I've gotten st- good at everything. I still got to storm the castle and, and get my, uh, my my recommended plays in here. 
And yep. We got, we got time. Oh, what am I down? 200, 220 bucks or something yep. like that? Plenty of time. And it starts this week because the UFC is back on Saturday. Back to the Apex, UFC fight night, Sanhagen versus Song. Those cowards didn't put Sanhagen versus Yadong. That would be a much better title. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, Leo Kunz fought? Uh, yes. Uh, you love Bang. talking about it. <laughs> Taehyung Bang. <laughs> yep. Dan, Dan is very juvenile. That's why we get along so they, well on they, this show. They nailed that poster, by the way, yeah. that fight announcement. <laughs> now, we lost some fights here. We lost uh, Chikese versus Yusuf, which would have been a fun fight. Uh, Supposedly, um, they're looking for a, a replacement yeah. for Sadiq Yusuf, and he's open to fighting like newbies. So, I, I don't know. Of course, he would be. Easy yeah. payday, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know what, uh, what they're going to find. Uh, but you got to imagine some guys who are, like, nipping at the heels of the top, you know, 15 would love to you know what i'd like to see step in but it's probably going to be medically suspended give freaking juicy j that fight yeah yeah if if he can get cleared sure all right here's despite uh, losing that fight here's the card as we know it as of now sanhagen Corey sanhagen versus song yadong very good fight at the top chidi and jikwani versus gregory hobelkop hot he um that's another good fight andre feely versus bill agio another good fight tanner boaster versus Hadhigo nascimento Sure, it's big guys. I'll watch it. Anthony Hernandez versus Mark Andre Barrio, Damon Jackson versus Pat Sabatini, Trevin Giles versus Luis Koske, Be Like Joe, Joseph Pfeiffer versus Alan Amadovsky, who's still in the UFC, I guess. Uh, Aspen Ladd apparently may fight versus Sarah McMahon. We'll see. I'll yeah. believe it when I see it. <laughs> Denise Gomes or is it Gomez? Do uh, you know that one? It's Gomes. Gomes. Denise Gomes versus Luma Look Boonami, Trey Ogden versus Daniel Zellhuber. Maria Agapova versus Jillian Robertson. Tony Gravely versus Javid Basharat. There's another Basharat we're going to talk about in the next episode. And Nicholas Mota versus Cameron Van Camp. A very, very solid fight night card. Yeah, and especially if you get Sadiq Yusuf on there too. Yep. I'm, I'm excited. We got we got two Daniel Gracie guys. That's always exciting. Yeah, Dan, Dan Hart's Daniel Gracie's fight camp. So that will be, I was going to say next episode, but no, we got another episode that's going to be in your ears any any second now. Probably by the time you uh, are done listening to this, it will be in your feed. It's uh, our Dana White Contender Series week eight. I think we decided it was. Yes, week eight. We'll be giving you picks. Gumby is a god again with that, and he's, he's on fire. So um, he will give you waiting picks for that. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, SGPN MMA. I'm Jeff Fox, writer. He's Gumby Vreeland. Read all our stuff, of course, sportsgumbypodcast.com. My MMA stuff and my pick em contest and all that good stuff is on my newsletter slash websites moneymma.substack.com um that is it we will be back in years like i said momentarily until then i will who who will i be let me see i will be remain jeff the pleasure man fox he will be gumby god vreeland and we'll talk to you very very soon bye